Hello and welcome to the SDC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name's Ben Scott. I'll be joined by Jason Galea. Thanks for joining us on our way to create 1 million positive outcomes for personal training clients by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by at STC Fit Learning, a page created to upskill and educate PTs and gym nerds. Also brought to you by at STC Fit, and that's a place for all your online and in-person personal training needs. If you enjoyed today's episodes, please give us a share and tag on the Instawebs. You can tag at STC Fit, at STC Fit Learning, at Ben Scott SC, and at Jason Galea PC. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Ben. First time we've done morning one in a while. We can't say um, that it's been a while. Like that's been our opening line yeah, for the last couple actually, of episodes. Like, we're actually oh, on the due date for yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're prepared and and actually doing what we're supposed to. Prepared-ish. We wrote some notes five minutes ago. Looking straight podcast style. That's how we roll, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah had that's prepared with, for us. We played with the dogs first. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's news? How's uh, life adjusting to online only seamless very seamless like i've still got a couple of sessions at home yeah um but that's not in any capacity that's worthy of talking about yeah um but yeah it's good it's good it's um i actually joined a gym signed up got a membership at the local meatheads gym guys um just so i could like make sure i leave the house yeah because it's like standing sit at home a fair bit and if i train at home because i'm like that's not a good idea. I could just see myself like going into a hole, just getting really salty by Thursday, just barraging people on social media or just complaining that's, to you about it. That sounds really familiar. <laughs> Do you know someone like that? <laughs> I can see how that happens now. It's like you need to get out and see people. So yeah, yeah just uh, join the gym and um, no, it's been good. I, I think it just needs to happen. Everyone's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's be different. It's not the same without you at the gym. And that's like, it's time to go. Yeah. It's time to go a long time ago. So I think that's why I don't really feel um that different i wonder if you've created a, a gangland power vacuum who takes over as top dog with good life winkle oh i um as i was leaving amy was working out and i went up to her and i said so as the second senior stc fit member here i said the torch has officially been passed to yeah. you yeah to represent the business <laughs> i'm like don't fuck up no pressure no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like i'm out I just left because, <laughs> you know, that's goodbyes cool. aren't my thing. As yeah, anyone. no. As Amy knows especially. So. I'm leaving. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't see the problem in that. I don't see the problem in having, like, why do I have to say goodbye individually to, like, 15 people when I can just say, oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you've, like, so where I grew up, <laughs> my family is that. It's like, right, I'll see you later, and you leave. Hmm. Whereas, like, my fiance's family is, like, you go around and hug everyone goodbye. So. There's fucking 40 people here. Yeah. No, like you have to plan to leave 20 minutes early. Yeah. I'm not about that life. Like, yeah. If there's a big group here, I'm saying I'm out and I'm leaving. Yeah. Anyway, apparently that's not a thing. So whatever. Yeah. It's, it definitely <laughs> depends on the culture of the group. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things I'm resistant to change. So you just go. Yeah. Up. Look, I'm not offended in any way. Because <laughs> it gives me an excuse to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'll be the snowplow, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah it was it's interesting i was actually thinking about like my first couple of months going online i actually left walked out the door and drove to queensland for a month mm. so it was like it wasn't until i got back that i was like oh okay like queensland was obviously there's heaps going on you guys came up training with will all the time there's lots of shit to do and then got back and i was like oh okay so i'm just home by myself all week now with no one to talk to but my dog yeah. um which was a bit weird um, but yeah, it's good. My, I think I, I think I got a good taste of being at home last year. Well, so. yeah, you're well trained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, this is this is a, a, a massive change yeah. and bonus on top of that. So you're actually allowed to go somewhere when you feel like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The balance is pretty good at the moment. Like I know things will change once you know these future projects that we have finally come together. Jim's mm. like kind of pumping and stuff. So I'm just like enjoying. Yeah this kind of working at home Lifestyle. life kind of thing. Cause yeah. yeah, we'll probably change that up once we have like an office space and that. So yeah. 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 My fiance is four. This is her fourth week at home full time um, with her coaching business. So it's like 
like you need to go outside you need to mm. take the dog for a walk or you're going to go mental yeah you've got like, oh, i feel so much better Maka, huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, there's definitely a, an art to it organizing your week just so you feel mentally um yeah. recharged and stuff throughout the day even yeah 100%. it's not all uh you know shirts off on the beach guys laptops near the pool uh, that's all it is isn't it oh, my not, PC not, not in melbourne fuck especially <laughs> not today fuck and now it's freezing yeah it's awesome i'm loving it uh all right so right. time topic, stamp yeah for, for, for the non-banter lovers yeah i'm just gonna say that every week now for the people who don't think we're funny <laughs> so obviously the topic of the last couple of weeks has been the that video um the tiktok viral video that went up about big box being a big box gyms being a scam uh specifically naming good life which is where we i guess it originated from um interesting angle and what interested me more than the actual video itself uh was the comments and how many people came out in like support of it and having been in that environment for I guess nine years, you were probably closer to 11. And just knowing what the other side looks like. Yeah. It's just, yeah, fascinating to watch two, two groups of people that have so such different opinions of the exact same environment. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, is it the environment or is it the individual? Yeah, well, the, you always get the people that made it and, and made it work made it work for them are always going to go into bat and say, you know, what you're saying is incorrect. Yeah. And then it's interesting that only the people that failed were the ones that come up with these negative comments. Like, yeah, that's it. There wasn't anyone in there that was saying that they lasted five years and did really, really well. That was, uh, and didn't agree with like how things are set up. Yeah. And you know, we're shooting on the, the on the model. Yeah. 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 Correct. So I guess to, to give some background, I'm going to misquote it because I don't remember it um, word for word, but essentially the, the premise was the good life gyms ran primarily based off the trainers, uh, the, the free labor that they got the trainers to do because the gym would sell a kickstart and then you would have to have to in bunny ears, take that lead to then create their own business which is essentially working for free. Uh, but the, the thing that really just got missed in all of it was like, basically the way that a, a big box gym works is you get a piece of paper that's a prearranged agreement that you would normally say negotiate with say a good life health club and say, cool, these are all the things that I'm going to do for you. And these are all the things that you're going to do for me. And uh, we agree that that, is how things are going to work and we're going to go in and have a good partnership. Hopefully, hopefully there's going to be mutual beneficial to everyone involved. So the, I think what the misconception is, and I don't know where this comes from and who needs to take all of the responsibility for it. As you guys are aware, Jason, and I tend to lean towards the take responsibility for yourself mindset. But it seems like people still think even when they sign the agreement that's called an independent business owner agreement that they somehow work for good life. It's like your, your, your strongest connection is you wear the shirt in the gym so it looks better. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. It's like the same people remembering like we went through a phase where we were like really big on education. So we're trying to put up posters and get shit out in the club as much as we can. That was, wasn't even promotional stuff. It was literally just like, don't do this, do this with yeah, deadlifts and tips and stuff. Yeah. So we had a manager come through and pull it all down. And we were basically told that it wasn't fair for us to do it because other trainers wouldn't. So when you talk about like uniform, it's like, okay, so the people that are going to complain that there's posters up, that someone took the time to create and spent the money on getting laminated and all of that are the same people that are going to get pissed off when someone walks in with a crisp flash ass uniform that looks great that because they can't go get one, they can't afford one. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a really interesting, I guess, uh, evolution of how all that comes together. Yeah. I think, <laughs> 
for me, looking at just the face value of this situation and just like other people's experiences, just working with people, most of them don't understand what they're getting themselves into. It's like, I don't know if that document that they have, that they sign, they read it and they know what's involved. I think that a lot of people just kind of aimlessly just going, well, if I don't sign this document, I don't get to work here. Um, and they don't really understand that. Yeah. You're, you're just operating your business within another business and you're exchanging a small fee. And when I say a small fee, run the figures on paying it for a gym, mm. buying all the equipment, cleaning it, maintenance, utilities, and then go and see if like your $300 a week is cheap or not. Um, yeah, just to, I guess, to give some specifics on that, our cleaning quote for a space that's maybe a third the size of an average good life club is 1.5 times an average trainer's rate. Just the cleaning bill. No, no equipment yet, no lease yet, no sales team, no receptionist, yeah. all of that shit. Yeah, and then a lot of these these uh, this free labor that you know these these trainers are enslaved to do um, are actually just opportunities and, and marketing strategies for them to actually accrue business. So the gym doesn't have to run a, a challenge to get people you know conscious of their goals and work and encouraging them to work with a professional to get to 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 achieve them. I have to do that. They don't have to offer three opportunities to, to, to work with a personal trainer. So that personal trainer can do what they're supposed to do, show that person the outcome and show them the value of working with a professional ongoing. They don't have to do that either. So everyone's looking at this as like the same concept as a job. It's like, I do work, I get money. Mm. So when you run your own business, which when you sign an IBO, that's what you're doing. You do a lot of free work. Mm. There's a lot of free work we, Ben and I do all the time. Like we sit on the computer and make stuff and we, you know, Don't swing around sponsorship for our podcast. Yeah. We swing around our spreadsheets and, you know, like look, look at anyone that runs any small business or even a big business. Like they're, they're always, there's always free work. Like if you're going to call it free work, like even that, that term, it's like, you're, you're not in this, like, mm. this isn't a game for you because when you're doing that work, it should be an investment for later. Yep. Like you, all this stuff that you're doing is setting your business up to be, you know, at a, in a position where it works for itself. Like now um, I know coaches that charge people for consultations. They don't even sit down with them for free. They'll call them up for like 20 minutes and like, that's as much free time as they get. <clears throat> and it's like, look, if you want my time, you'll pay for it you guys are more than welcome to do that. Was that person doing that at the start? No, they were, you know, giving someone an opportunity to sit down with them, get to know them and, you know, see what services they had and see if they can get the outcome that they want. I think people don't understand in fitness that, no, cause like they look at things like doctors and, and, and dentists and physios and they're like, well, if I need to go see the physio, I just, pay that person. I never, I don't get a free session with that person. And that is fine. That is very true. There's not many things out there that have a weekly, um, a, a high frequency weekly, uh, you know, kind of agreement where someone's hasn't met that person beforehand, hasn't tried it first and then committed. Like, think about what you're asking someone to do. Like you're asking someone to come in one to four times per week, for at least 12 weeks. So that's not a, oh, I'm getting my hair cut once every four weeks. If you're, if then that's quick, that's a, that's a high frequency um, or once every three months. It's like, you're asking them to come between one to four times and commit hundreds of dollars a week to you for 12 weeks. Yeah. So don't you think that that would deserve someone sitting down and having this free time that you talk about to actually get to know each other and go, look, this is how things would work for you. And this is what we provide. And I just think that when you're sitting down with someone like that, it's not, it's a good opportunity to go, I'm going to make this work in the three times that I have for that particular person. You're actually better off to look in like maybe more of like the corporate world 
So like someone who wants to sell you like a marketing program or what down, they all sit down and do a consultation with you. A designer sits down and does a consultation with you before hmm. they do the job. A equipment supplier asks you what your needs are. What, what can we do for you? This is how we would get it in. This is how long it will take. This is the cost. Like that's standard practice. You go to even fuck, you go to buy a TV, walk into Harvey Norman, they're like, all right, we've got this one. It does, what are your needs? Okay, well, you probably should lean towards this one because you're going to watch sport and you want high def sport and this one will look better than that one. Like even for those types of purchases, you figure out what the fuck you're going to buy first. Yeah. And the only way to do that in, in the personal training space is hang out with the person for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a mate who works in finance as a broker and... um he said to me, he goes, there's nothing stopping someone from sitting down with them and then just walking to that exact bank mm. and just taking that mortgage up because they don't get these special mortgages for these brokers. Like they just have a database where they look and go, look, with your loan and your situation, yeah. you know, this is the best one. These are the fees. Nothing stopping that person and then go beyond that person and go, oh, I'm just going to go straight to them. It doesn't put them out to the, like, the person shouldn't do that because they're not paying for the broker, but they don't know that. Yeah. the bank is actually paying them but there's nothing stopping them doing that so there's a lot of free work that, that happens in other industries is just an example yeah but it's like one of those things if you like the life of a personal trainer a successful one is really awesome yeah like it's super fulfilling if this is what you like to do you know your office is your gym you know you're helping people you're motivating people it's a really positive environment like you know you're having impact and you can go home and know that you're having that impact and like i've experienced what impact we can have you know with with people and families and and, and people's lives and it's awesome but it comes at a fucking cost yeah you like no one just walks into this shit you've got to fucking build it up and that's the most frustrating thing is like everyone wants the outcome but no one wants to do what it takes to get there it's no different to it's like oh, i want to be 100 kilos and 10 percent body fat it's like okay well this is what's required to get there oh no no i'm not going to do that just tell me what steroids to take yeah like okay well this isn't going to fucking work because you're cutting corners so yeah. you know it's the same concept it's like when you in in fitness the industry has identified that it is better as from a business perspective to run personal training through an independent business operator setup. There's not many people that are going to hire personal trainers. And if they are, you're going to get a shift in the morning, a shift in the afternoon. You're probably going to get paid about maybe 20 bucks, 30 bucks an hour. And you'll do anywhere from two group sessions to two PTs to semi-privates, whatever. So then you're going to be whinging about all the work you do and the money you don't make there as well. Yeah, so you'll be upset that the gym's taking a hundred bucks and you're getting 25. Yeah. So to make it work, you've got to go out and establish your own business. But to do that, you've got to understand like every other business that there's a necessary process to get yourself off your feet. Yes, you're a fitness professional and professionals exchange money for their service. But when it comes to fitness, in the in in the the years and years and decades before us it's like this is how you set your business up mm. and then you can get to a position where it's a 30 minute conversation with someone who's inquiring to train with you and you just go through the whole process from start to finish about who they are what they want how it works and how much it is yeah and there's your there's your free time for that person that's committed for the next 3 months yeah yeah, so I just want to maybe unpack a couple of the main points of the video and then we'll kind of move on to like how you actually do be successful in a big box. Yeah, 100%. So the main comment that was just like the, the opening comment of the video that's like, okay, you've got this totally wrong. Like you, you actually don't understand the ecosystem of what's going on here is the commercial gyms run off unpaid labor. So an average commercial gym somewhere in the excess of like three to 4,000 members, 20 bucks a week, somewhere between 60 and $80,000 a week. I really don't think that the personal trainer that's paying 300 bucks is keeping the place afloat. For the gym, it's a positive membership retention tool. It increases the standard, it decreases the risk of the people in the gym. It keeps the gym tidy. You have people out on the gym floor who are engaging with members. Again, that's a positive for retention. If you're a good personal trainer, 
and you be less shit. Um, you're putting stuff away and stacking things properly, pulling people up when they're not doing the right thing. And you're setting a standard and a culture within the gym, which is a positive outcome for the gym. Just understand that that gym still makes fucking money, whether you're there or not. It's not, yeah. there's like, you're not actually that important to the gym. Yeah. They're giving you an opportunity that mutually benefits them. Yeah. Great. So yeah, obviously yeah, the, the, the privilege thing was funny. Like uh, they, I paid $300 for the privilege to work at the gym. It's like break down what you actually get. Mm. Think about the, the second someone walks in the door of that club, there's a lounge, there's a reception desk, there's drinks fridges that need to be stocked and taken care of. There's products, there's uh, clubware itself running a, a, a system that actually takes care of the membership base. Then you've got the million plus dollars worth of equip, equipment, the insane toilets that usually have like high grade electronics in them, hair straighteners, hair dryers, all that shit. It's cleaned two, sometimes three times a day. You've got a sales team, you've got a club manager, you've got a membership, um, what are they called? Member care manager who takes care of people with concerns and complaints and deals with all that shit for you. It's like, that's like what I posted in the YouTube video is like, if you could find that for under five grand a week, message us because we'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then a lot insane. of those things are in good areas too. Like, the gym yeah, that yeah. I worked at had an underground car park. It was right on the main street of the busiest street in the suburb. You could walk across the road to the shopping center. There was foot traffic everywhere. It was easy to get to. You know, so all it was a 24-7 operated gym. So yeah. people could train at any time. There was no restrictions in terms of how that when they could get there. I feel so, like that's a that's a good mirror too. We'll have to look at that. It's like imagine good life going to Stockland and being like, we don't have enough members. This, that's your fault. It's like, well, well, we gave you the building at the price that we agreed to, to give you the building. We agreed to give you the building and maintain the building. Mm. The car park works, your air conditioning and heating works. Mm. That's what we agreed to do. Everything's fine. And good life being like, nah, but we don't have enough members. It's your fault. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not really how that shit works. It's the same in everything in life. It's like you can play the victim when, you know, things aren't going your way. But it's like, you know, life's cruel, man. Like there's a terms and conditions in a lot of situations that you have to meet the obligations of. Yeah. 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 So the next point is obviously, <clears throat> so Good Life will sell a, a, a three session pack with the trainer, somewhere around 60 bucks. The PT doesn't get any money. So that's where the free labor comes in. Yep. Um, so they're forcing you to work without getting paid. You actually don't have to take those kickstarts. Yeah. They're not compulsory at all you don't get fired because you're not employed it's totally up to you if you want to take those leads or not yeah and if you don't take them then you just stop getting offered them that's pretty straightforward and if you want to go walk the floor and talk to people or make phone calls and get people in your own way go for it if you want yeah. the freebie from the gym <laughs> like here's a lead if you want to service it to give you the potential to make one to two thousand dollars over the 12 week period that, that person works with you as a minimum then yeah you've got to do a few sessions for free first yeah i don't understand what the the opposite of that is it's like do you want the 59 dollars? because even then the next question is oh well i only get 59 dollars for the three hours i spend with this person like yeah it's like where do you where does it stop and it's like if those things don't exist, where do you get your clients? Like, mm. are you charging every person that's sitting down with you? Yeah. Um, is that, is that the flip side of it? So to like, tell me what the other, the solution is mm. to it. It's like, it is someone who knows nothing about you, not a lot about their goals, can't really see how they're going to get them. So the value is so low. Are they going to pay mm. a premium fee to sit down with a fitness professional and sign up with them for 12 weeks. Yeah, definitely. Like look at the, yeah, the other, look at the other side of it. It's, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the next point in the video is there's no paid role. It's like, why would you, there is no paid role. You signed uh, to run your business out of somewhere. Mm. It's not a job. You didn't get employed and then told, be told to work for nothing and not get your pay at the end of the week. Cause the people that they do employ get paid. 
<laughs> their yeah. reception staff, their sales staff. Yeah. Um, an important thing to remember, which I think a lot of PTs and people don't actually understand, the membership consultant gets paid for the kickstart sale because they did the work. Hmm. They got the person in, they got them to a point where they could see value in working with a personal trainer and created an environment for you that's very positive to then go and create a client. They actually get commission on that. So you want to take the money off them despite them getting the client in presented to the opportunity for you to work with them. Yeah. So is that fair? Is that unpaid labor for them now? Where's who better in your pocket than theirs? It's just a really strange mindset for me. Yeah. Yeah. When you, I don't know, like when you think about it, it's like a layup, like getting a kickstart, mm. like you get, you didn't have to do anything. And this person's already going to sit down. You're going to get to talk to this person you know, they have got goals. They signed up to the gym. It's just, yeah. it's a, it's an absolute lob. Yeah. If you, and if you don't have any clients, like if you don't have any clients, like you've got time, like, why don't you practice? Why don't you look at it as practice for when you, when you have no time and it's like, you could do a consultation and only have one 30 minute block to do everything that you needed to in that time. And you maybe had a bit of reputation by then as well. Um, so, you know, people are kind of coming to you. Um, yeah, I just think people are looking at this the wrong way. Like, totally. Yeah. Mentality instead of ownership, I guess is the best way to describe yeah. it. So if you guys do want to see the video, um, Tam did a wicked job on it. And we're going to have some more coming out in the future. Um, we'll have to just poke Jace hard enough to get him fired up as much as I was after watching that video. Uh, so it's we have a new YouTube channel that we've launched, which is STC Fit Learning. So it's going to be a coach-focused uh site just like our instagram so yeah go over there watch the video subscribe the podcast we put up there as well if for some reason you want to look at our heads while we talk um our new halo lights yeah halo yeah light. with our flash lighting showing all our facial imperfections <laughs> showing our age yeah 14 out 14 weeks out from comp or you just watch me gradually age each week <laughs> my eyes slowly close yeah, yeah. um yeah, so jump over, watch the video and subscribe. We'd love some comments on there as well, just the feedback of what you guys think, um, if you've been successful or unsuccessful in, in the big box space. So what I thought we should do is like the pros and cons of working in a big box club. Uh, we've obviously done it, but we've known enough people that have worked elsewhere as well yeah. to be able to have an opinion on the alternatives too. So I think there's really, at this point in time, there's really two models that you could pursue confidently in, in fitness in Australia right now. So it's the IBO, so the independent business operator running out of a big box gym, or you're in some kind of group training model, probably on roughly 25 bucks an hour. Yeah, pretty and more than likely going to be casual. Those positions are rarely salary-based. Yeah. Is this employment positions? Yeah, just in general. So I think you've either got then you're not then you're an IBO outside. Yeah, you're in a big yeah. box as an IBO, or you're working typically at some kind of group. We work platform the or in your garage. Yeah, yeah, or working from home as an yeah. IBO yourself without yeah. the support of the club. Yeah, um, which just sounds terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the hardest fucking way to do things ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if we look at that as a comparison. Uh, and, I, and I don't say this to throw shade. Um, the, the business most well known for having salaries within their business in 2019 actually went into administration because it's actually really fucking hard to pay personal trainers a salary with what the going rate for personal training is with the overheads and stuff that come with running a business like that. So it's, it's really not that surprising that that's happened. Um, and there's not a lot of places out there that are offering that sort of model. So if you have one and you like the security and all of that of it, obviously you're going to make less money being employed than doing it by yourself, but hold on to it because they're, they're, they're pretty few and far between. Yeah. So if we compare IBO versus, um, again, I don't want to throw too much shade, but like being the motivator PT at a group sort of setting. Um, Pros and cons of those. So the pro that I'm going to say with the IBO straight away is obviously uncapped income potential. Yeah. You can charge up to 
150, even 200 bucks an hour. You can work your own hours whenever you want to suit your own schedule. Eventually, not straight away, you'll be able to work with the people that you want to because you're attracting the right people. Uh, in terms of running your own business, we talked about like doing it from home and how that just sounds like a fucking headache. You've got 4,000 members on tap to contact anytime you need a client. Um, all the facilities we've talked about, all the like high standard of equipment. Look, we've been as guilty of it as anyone else. Like fucking leg press is always out of order. It's like, we need that thing. And, and we get every problem that you've ever had in the big box club. We've had it too. And we've probably talked about it as well. Yeah. But if you look at it, big picture, like it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's a pretty good setup versus you're working not necessarily with the people you want to work with. You have less control in terms of the service you want to offer and you're making way, way, way less money, like 25 bucks an hour um, in these other environments. Is there anything else that you've sort of noticed between those two? No, you're swapping comfort for uh, a, a, a super low earning capacity. And and you're you're swapping comfort for, you know, uh, uh, putting yourself in a box when it comes to you know your potential as well. Mm. So it's like you've got uncapped earning capacity and uncapped potential when you run your own business. But for some people, they don't have the confidence or the knowledge or the support to go out on their own and make it work. Yeah. So they, they keep themselves in a zone of comfort, but that comes at a price and that price is very, very low, uh, you know, hourly rate. Uh, but it comes with no responsibilities as well. Yeah. So it just depends on what your long-term goals are. But there's a lot of people with long-term goals that, you know, they want to, you know, earn more money, have more opportunity, work with certain people, live a certain lifestyle. Um, but when it actually comes to, you know, going out and taking the plunge. Um, it's too scary. So they just stay within the comfort zone, just complain. Yeah. Complain about how things are instead of making it happen. Yeah. So I think there are, if we look at the IBO model, because that's who we work with the most, it's the most common, I would hazard a guess at um, pathway into fitness. I might be screwed with that just because it's who we work with more often than not. But even looking at t when we're teaching the cert for, most people wanted to get into the IBO type setup most of the time. So what are the actual problems that we could maybe be doing better? There is a really big gap in terms of understanding how to run a business. How do we do this segment without getting in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get in trouble. We're just going to sell our own shit. Because we fill that gap and that's why we're basically yeah. our place in the market. But True. look, I know the answer to this one. We've talked about the Cert 4 before in terms of like you can get your programming knowledge, particularly if you have a decent teacher, you can get um, good technical skills built if you're in a, a more face-to-face -face model than online or if you're taking upon yourself and doing a lot of placement. Yeah. The qualification you come out with is sufficient to build a full book in a health club that's that's fine what's where the ball seems to be dropped is how do you run your own business how do you do sales how do you build clientele how do you coach how do you communicate those things seems to be missing so the point that i raised in the uh, i think it's in the video if not it's in one of the comments like the only way i think that that changes is if heaps of people, personal trainers start buying business education. So if, if our, your first $1,000 a week program took off and we had thousands of students going through it all the time, all the RTOs are going to be like, Oh fuck, that's doing pretty good. People are willing to pay. Well, how much for that? Okay. We'll add that to our service and you'll pay for it. And it'll be part of your certification. Yeah. The problem that we have right now is people aren't willing to pay for it. Yeah. Because some of them actually have business attached to their personal training courses. No one doesn't. Yeah. And they're not. So I don't know if they're formulated 
from people who've like been in the trenches. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's like just general overview. Like we did business units at uni, like for PT. Yeah. I did a, I did a unit called personal training. Like man, I laugh so hard. Still got the folder over here. <laughs> laugh so hard at it. Um, Cause it's like, that's not how PT works. You know, yeah. just like get hired and you're that, you're the professional. Yeah. It's paid the hundred dollar hourly rate. That yeah. was back in 2010 or whatever. But anyway, yeah. um, it's just, it's just general shit. It's not like people that have lived in it. So like we were able to go, all of these things are a problem. Yeah. And this is how, you know, the, the general population interact with professionals and this is what they will need. This is what you need to know. You need to ask them. This is how you need to interact with them. So that's the hardest part with like the business stuff. Yeah. And PTs don't see value in it at the start. They're just like, you know, well, if I'm really good, if I'm real good, I don't need that. And that seems to be the attitude, which we're going to get onto next is actually misguided. It's like, it's, it's a, there's no, you can be the best fucking programmer in the world. If you're not programming for any clients, it doesn't matter. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm the best programmer who yeah. never programmed for anyone. Teach people how to program, my cool, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really work that That's way. But I think before we move into that, there's something that I think is important to touch on having been to maybe two or three of the big box gym inductions, they teach you to sell. Hmm. They teach you how to go from picking up the phone to closing the person. Yeah. And they give you printouts and they give you how to set everything up and they give you the walkthrough and they help you set your goals and how many people you need to speak to and all of that shit that we talk about all the time. Hmm. Just maybe in a more a shorter version that's less specific because they have such a broad range of people and skill sets and uh, I guess business outcomes that are in mind. So it has to be a little bit more vague, but fuck, if you just followed that, you, you'll make enough money to stay. You won't have to leave because you broke. Yeah. But again, people don't pay attention. People don't apply it. You see them three weeks later and you're like, oh, how are you going with the the sales training that you got? Like, what's show us your your sales presentation. I'm like, oh, what sales presentation? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> but at the same time, when they don't make it, it's the gym's fault. It's like, well, the gym didn't have to give you any of that. Yeah. And that's part, well, part of your super expensive $1,600 startup fee, which involves, mm. which I don't, I don't, whatever, the fee's the fee, right? that three-day sales course, which is what it essentially is, is mm. the reason why you you pay that fee, partly. Yeah. yeah. Along with your uniform and all the marketing and stuff <clears throat> and your business cards and all of that, that's that's what that fee is, just letting you know. Yeah. So if you choose not to apply any of that and then complain that you don't understand, I, I don't know, I, I, it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other problem that I have... I'm going to try and articulate this without getting in trouble. Jason has, for the ear people, Jason has the biggest smirk on his face right now. (laughs) Every business wants the personal trainers to be successful. It makes more sense for the trainers to actually be successful than not. And there are definitely people who are employed for positions to support the personal trainers to be successful. Over the last, say, three to four years, that role has definitely taken a bit of a, you know, a, what would call it, um, like a rework. Um, yeah. And it's probably not being put, with, you know, people aren't being employed in that position that are probably the best person for the, for the job because it doesn't pay enough. And unless you want to climb the ladder of that particular organization to get to club manager or something along those lines, um, it's put, it's filled with people who are just kind of midway. It's like, they're not, a, they're not, their business isn't great, yeah. um, but it's not bad. Yeah. So where the flip side of that is you put someone in that position, like I got offered that position heaps of times. Yeah. I'm, just like, I'm, I'm not going to do that position. It's yeah. doesn't pay enough. It's too much work for, it's not fulfilling for me anyway. I could have done it easily. Like, yeah. But you can't. You can't offer someone who's making a hundred bucks now on the gym for twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's the problem too. It's like yeah. so that's where the support isn't necessarily the 
the the best for the the trainer team because the person who's doing that job is either trying to you know get ahead go do something else or there's someone who's kind of midway so they don't really have a lot of experience to deal with like all of these situations that these trainers come up with how to build their business and stuff because if they built their own business they wouldn't be in that position so i'm trying to say without shitting on people and and like i don't mean to but it's like i didn't do it because my business was successful i ran a six-figure business out of a pt out of out of a a big box gym i'm not going to sit down to a forty thousand dollar a year job that has you know um uh, commissions on how many trainers they get it's like i still make more money than that and i still and i get to work with who i want i get to expand i can go online i can do don't have a boss yeah it's like it it just makes no sense it's like set up for people to work with other people that are just above them not someone who's like you know five to six years in experience uh apart from them um, it's going to set them up uh, in the right way. So that's why it's partly super important to go and invest in your business education separately. You can definitely get some really good uh, people that support you as a fitness director. Like two, there's two very notable fitness directors that I had throughout my career and both of them moved on to senior positions within um, a fitness club. One's a club manager and the other one was, I think, uh, somewhere else. But it's like they were very influential on me, but they're the good eggs. You don't always get those ones, you know? Yeah. So you have it, to then go and outsource your business education to make sure that you're successful. It's one of those things. It's like, it's not your fault, but it's still your responsibility. Yeah. Like if yeah. you, if you want to be successful, you can't, and you're not getting it from there. It's unfortunate, but look, you've just, you've got to take responsibility for it yourself. The end of the day, like your business shouldn't be reliant on that person to be successful anyway. If you just do what they've told you to do and you just do it over and over again, it'll work. I did it. Yeah, because you'll figure out your own systems off it anyway. Yeah, it works though. It's just yeah. not the best way. Yeah. It's a way better way to do it, but it still works. It's just the volume has to be greater. Yeah. You just have to see heaps of people. I saw 120 people in the first three weeks that I worked at the gym. Yeah. 120 people. I didn't have a day off. I had one day off in three months. Yeah. But but it's like, oh, now Mr. Online Trainer sits at home, you know, goes play golf. <laughs> it's like, man, take one, have one day off in three months. Yeah. You know, if you really want it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then work yourself in, you know, it's the whole work hard to work smart later. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 what it should be. It's like you 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 need to, there's times where you just got to, you know, grit your teeth, get up in the morning, you know, make that phone call, talk to that person, you know, be afraid before you do it, you know, realize that they're not going to yell at you, you know, and then just repeat that process over and over again. Walk away from that console. Oh man, I really fucked that up. Mm. It's like, yeah, you did. Yeah. Are you going <laughs> to do it again? Probably not because you just learned from that one. So then just go into the next one and practice. Yeah. It's all practice. So it's like, you, you can do it. You can make it work. Yeah, I think I think where we're at is based on the consumer, then the consumer being the personal trainer, not anything else. Yeah. If you're unhappy with the standard of, of the personal training certificate, that's based on the consumer. It's based on what they're willing to pay, how yeah. much they put value on it. Because like a business has to be able to, people that run the PT course is still a business. You still have to get clients through the door. Otherwise you close the fucking door. Yeah. So if there's no demand for greater business education, then they don't sell it. Mm. If there's no demand for further education elsewhere, then the programs don't exist. So you, you, I think we as an industry have to kind of take responsibility for ourselves. If you want to work in a gym where everyone's good, help people. Yeah. Once you've made it, help the other people coming through like, yeah, dude, like I, I have been through this too. This is what worked for me on the phone. This is how I do my consults. Fuck bro. You're still taking cash. Nah, man, go and get yourself a direct debit. Don't sit in your corner on your phone, not fucking talk to anyone. Cause you think you're better than them. Mm. Like help other people come yeah. up and that'll raise the standard of your gym. And then all of a sudden, and we were talking about it the other day, like there's a few times that we could pinpoint in our career um before i left and post when i left point cork was like a culture was fucking killing it yeah 
like 25 to 28 trainers, 80% of them busy, like just awesome communities. Everyone gave a shit about getting better. We've had the migration of two giant black dogs <laughs> come into the studio. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, you, and that all came off the back of everyone trying to be on the same page and everyone being willing and able to help everybody else bring the standard up. Yeah. And it's no surprise that like the kickstart sales and the personal training sales were so high at that point because you walked in the door and all the personal trainers were there. Yeah, the standard always, was always if you went there, you had a PT. Yeah, that's that's the culture. The culture is you work with a fitness professional. That's yeah. the best thing that a gym can do is create a culture there where people get results. So that's making it. the trainer beside you better rather than looking down on them, always make your own business better. Yeah, yeah. I guess the other thing to look at, this is fuck, just opening up a can, but whatever, is the course is made off the bare minimum. The consumer wants the, to do the bare minimum. Everyone's trying to do the bare minimum, but what do they want? They want it all. So they want to do the bare minimum, but they want to make the big bucks. Yeah, make success. Yeah. They 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 want to they want the lifestyle. They want the you know uh, the the car, the house, the you know the, the 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 working by the pool. Like they want all of this stuff. You know, you know they want to work with the athletes and the celebrities, and you know they like. But but I only want to do the bare minimum. So. Mm-hmm. If I only have to do 20 hours of placement, I'm on, I'm gonna you know maybe see if I can find someone I know to sign off on it and not do it. Yeah. Or I'm gonna do you know 20 hours on the dot. I'm only gonna do the shortest course that's online that has the least amount of practical, and then I'm not gonna go out and do anything else that I need. But at the know, lowest price. When you sit down with me though, I'm gonna charge you a hundred dollars for a session though. Yeah. Because I'm the professional, and that's what I deserve because I'm in this position. Yeah. Everything is set off doing the bare minimum. In in business, you have to do everything you can. You have to set yourself a personal standard that sits way above the, the, the norms. Because if you yeah. don't, you just sit amongst the rest of the crap. Yeah, so you've just opened where I wanted to go to next, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, mad. <laughs> so there's two stats that you need to be aware of as a personal trainer. And this is either going to do one of two things for you if you've never heard these before. You're either going to shit your pants and run away hmm. or you'll step the fuck up. Yeah. So I'll let you guys just sit with that for a second and just like pre-decide which one you want to be. So yeah. there's something that's called Price's Law. So Price's Law is expressed in nature, in rainfall, in temperature, in economics, in um, factory production, business, all sorts of shit, the share market. Price's law is that the square root of the group will produce 50% of the total output for that group. So to put that into like digestible terms, if you work in a gym with 20 trainers, four to five of those trainers will have 50% of the entire sessions that that gym holds. So if you do it on average and go, okay, most on average personal trainers do 20 sessions. So 20 times 20, two twos of four is 400 sessions, 40, yeah, 400 sessions. So there's gonna be five trainers that are doing 200 of them. It's gonna be five trainers doing 40 sessions. Cool, so again, you can decide, are you gonna be in the top five or not? Being in the top five is not doing the minimum amount of work. The second stat that you guys need to understand, and this is the whole good life argument around big box gyms goes away with this. 60% of Australian small businesses fail. Yeah. So six out of every 10 trainers that walks into and signs up at that gym essentially is going to fail. So if Good Life is actually able to have a better outcome than that, and I don't know what their stats are from, I would probably say it's probably higher than that, Um, but I'm not sure. If they're able to create a better percentage than that, they're actually fucking killing it in an industry like ours that is known to be high turnover. Yeah. 
So 60% out of the 20 is 12. So if there's 20 trainers in your gym right now, 12 of them are likely not going to be there in 12 months. Five of them are taking 50% of the sessions. And there's those three that you mentioned earlier that were just kind of ticking along. They're not amazing, but they're doing okay. Yeah. They're doing better than the bottom group. Hmm. So for me, you like I said, you got two choices. You can bury your head in the sand yeah. and do the bare minimum and be one of the 12. Or you can, and, and the, the craziest thing, and I remember someone saying this to me like years and years ago, and I was like 20. It's like the gap between, they referred to it as like the 3% rule in economics, like 3% of the world's population as owns 90% of the money. So, but he said that the, your ability to move from the 97% into the 3% is so small, it's ridiculous. People just don't understand it. They just think it's so far away, so they never try. Yeah. We talked about it on last week's episodes, like, and something that I've, I've also heard said is like, if I just told you, if you, may, if you dial this phone 500 times in the next 12 weeks, you will have a $2,000 a week business. No, You'd fucking do it. You'll have a full book. Because you know, you, if I tell you 100% guaranteed this is going to happen, all you have to do is dial this 500 times and I'll give you two grand a week. You'd be like, fuck yeah, I can do that. But when it's like, or maybe, yeah. well, I'm not sort of sure which person's going to say yes. Someone's going to say no. What if I'm not good enough? What if people don't want to sign up with me and this snowball downwards effect happens? People don't make the 500. Yeah. Yeah. And if you rephrase that question, which is, which in reality should be asked is like out of the 500, like 475, 480 of them are going to say no. Mm. It's like, could you get no 480 times out of those 500? Yeah. Because that's really what it takes. It takes... Yeah getting used to being rejected and having people say no. Yeah. Because every time you sign one person up, you forget about the 20 people that didn't want to sign up before that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how, how many times are you willing to throw yourself out there for that person that's going to say yes. And the, like, if you do it properly, you don't get no a lot. Mm. Like if you're good at it, that's it. So follow the the right system, the 500, I think we did, when we did that, we did our 50% answer or maybe 25% answer. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 25% answer. Yeah. So 500 times. So 125 people you're going to speak to. That I think we worked that working down to like 25 clients. So like you said, you're going to get a hundred no's. Yeah. hundred no's. Yeah. Are you willing to cop no a hundred times in yeah. the next 12 weeks? Yeah. That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. The gap between the first trainer out the door and the first trainer that people walk in the door and want to hire is that. That's it. Yeah. And it's that attitude. Go find because if one. you can do that with your phone calls, you'll do it with fucking everything. Yeah. Just go find someone else to talk to. Mm. Don't burn bridges with people who say no. Mm-hmm. Keep the doors open. Keep contacts. Check in on them. And that is what the person is doing who is where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's just, it's just so, it makes it so clear, just those two things. It's like, if you have those in your head, it just makes it so easy. It's like, oh, yeah. I have to be, I have to be in the top five in my club. Yeah. The, I, I'm pretty confident that anyone in this who's listening to this podcast is like, you know, feeling the, the business anxiety um, is, is stressed out about, you know, starting a business and wanting to be a PT or is currently doing it. And like, you know, just like in a nice way, I'm just failing because it's failing because it's not hitting your goals. It's like, if you reverse engineered everything down to a weekly, a weekly and daily task and you could reflect on it at the end of the week and say, was this pass or fail? I'm very confident that anyone prepared to put the work in will get what they want. They'll hit their sessions. They'll make the income they want because that's what every other successful business does. It's like the people that don't become successful off that method don't do the work because they're either in their own head and they're too scared to, you know, step out, get uncomfortable, 
you know, there's, there's deeper things there. Um, or they're just not, they're just lazy. They're just like, it's not big enough for them to want to do that. There's, they've got another job. They've got a, a dual income relationship. And, you know, it's just like, oh, I don't have to work that hard because, you know, my wife makes six figures. So it's all good. And it's like, yeah, well, like, what if she didn't? Like, mm. throw yourself out there and try. And what and about your own fulfillment in life? <laughs> yeah. So you'd be very amazed with the right approach, just how successful people could be, you know, how easy this thing could be. Yeah. This scam. <laughs> uh, so one other thing I got called out for during this whole process was um, only talking about money, which to be fair, the video was about money. It was about free labor. So I addressed money. Uh, and the reason that people leave personal training in big box gyms is money. It's like, it's not like you just decide, no, you know what? This isn't for me because like, I don't mind the fact that I'm losing a hundred dollars a week. I'm still happy being here. So I'm going to keep running at a loss. Like, no, you weren't making enough money. So you left. Sorry. <laughs> or you went to get more security because your business isn't set up effectively enough and efficiently enough to allow you to create the lifestyle that you wanted. Yeah. That's who leave later, who are making good money. The people who start out leave because they're not making enough money. It is what it is. Money, money is a life source for your business. I just don't get where people come at like people just don't understand so this is again part of the problem yeah people don't understand that this is business mm. and in business we talk about money because if you don't have money but you, you think you have a business yeah it's dead it's yeah. dying you know so it's like you know you're being on life support mm. and the life supports money take the money away there's no life support yeah you're dead so there's a pendulum for this shit right like anything, there's always extremes on either end. Yeah. There's the trainer who thinks that by never selling, they're presenting with greater morals and ethics than the person that's willing to sell their soul. It's like, okay, bro, like, cool. You're not helping anyone because you have no fucking clients. You're making zero impact. Um, sometimes that's rough to hear, but it is. And I know a lot of people that are like that and they're very fucking smart, but they have no clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, you're not, you're letting someone down by not putting yourself out there. Because yeah. if you're the person who's sitting there going, I'm a fucking better programmer than them. I'm a better trainer than them. And they've got a full book. You let those clients go work with that person who's not as good as you. Yeah. Because you weren't willing to put yourself out there and go through the process. 100%. So then we have the other end of the spectrum, which is like, you basically run a sales business. Yeah. So all you do is get people in the door, charge them a fuckload, under deliver on your service and they leave in 12 weeks. Yeah, your attention sucks. Surprise, surprise though, guys. <laughs> and this is like an enlightening moment for some people. You can actually be good at your job and still make money. And typically it's actually the most effective way to do it. That if you provide a really good service, you can actually charge a lot for it and people stay for a really long time. So you actually make some money and you get outcomes for people. And everything kind of feels pretty nice. It's all about the warm porridge, you know, mm. Goldilocks and the three bears. Like it's such a really good concept in a lot of things in life. And this one's a really good one. It's like, it's too hot. You know, mm. you're, you're the guy who's just all about education, has no clients. If you're too cold, you're the, you're the sales dude. But if you're, you can get the warm porridge, the warm porridge is a little bit of sales, being real good at it, mixed with good technical skills. Makes a standout PT, I reckon, Ben. <laughs> Very nice, Jason. <laughs> warm, warm porridge. Warm oats. Yeah, we'll put warm porridge on the lead page from now on. <laughs> Become the warm porridge of the might industry. Might appeal to some of the bodybuilders out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are your tips for selling with integrity? Believe in your product. Believe in your service. Like uh, the biggest problem is that there's people who either don't know what they do, like they don't know what outcomes they get with people, they don't know what solutions they're providing um, to problems and they don't actually believe that in the product that they're trying to move on to someone else. Yeah. Like, would you pay for your own service? Mm. You know, ask yourself that. If you won't pay for your own service, no one else will. You know, And if you can't show, if you don't know what the process is, like you know, we talk about it, that step one to whatever step it is to, you know, showing this, presenting how you do things. If you don't know that process yourself, 
how's anybody else going to understand what they're getting? No one buys shit that they don't know what they're getting unless they have way too much money. So that was a lob that you guys were going to get anyway. Yeah. You know, they, those people that just want trainers. Mm. Every single other person needs to see the outcome. They need to see what they're getting and they need to make sure that that is valuable to them. You know, it's not that they didn't have any money. We all have money. Look at anyone's Uber Eats account. They'll mm. show, it'll show you how much expendable money people have because that is the most like that's the biggest definition of just like free money it's like i'm that lazy that i'm not only gonna not cook mm-hmm. i'm going to pay someone to go and get it from a place that's going to cook it for me so it's never about money it's about the person that you're sitting down with can't see what they're getting and there's no value in what you're offering to them yeah almost every single financial exchange is based on problem solving so if your problem is I can't be fuck cooking tonight and that tire joint's real good hmm. and someone will drive it to me and it'll cost me an extra $5 in delivery fee plus $10 on the markup that they put on Uber, hmm. eh, I'll pay it yeah, because it solves the problem that I have right now. Yeah. So the catch with personal training is sometimes people don't actually know what the problems are. They can't articulate them well. They haven't identified them. And that's part of why they haven't achieved their outcomes is because they don't actually know what they are. Yeah. So if you're able to put them in a position where they can actually say like, actually, these are the three main problems that I have. Yeah. And you have a service that's compatible that can actually solve those problems. Hmm. They're willing to hand over that energy exchange, which is paying for the service because it solves the problem. Yeah, and people are willing to pay. Like, if the service is good, they'll 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 let go of a, a lot of their income. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, people don't realize that. And then the other one that I would that screams out to me is like, you guys need to acknowledge that you're a salesperson. Mm-hmm. You are, but you're you're a salesperson of an amazing product slash service. But it's not amazing if you don't believe in it. So again, it comes back to you know, knowing and believing in what you offer. But if you don't acknowledge that you're a salesperson, you'll never get better at it. There's just so much resistance. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not a salesperson. I'll never be salesy. I'll never do this. Like, cool. Good luck with working with no one. Good luck with making no money. Yeah. Because you know? it's like, no one's going to know, oh, hey, I really like the way that guy talks about the squat. I'm going to go sign up for his coaching. It's not what I want. I, they, they don't solve my problems, but man, he's good at coaching squats. Yeah. Like the mind of a consumer doesn't think that way. Mm-hmm. It's like we have, they have problems. We need to find the solutions to those. If we know the person and we know our product and we have a good ability to articulate the outcome, most people buy. I think separating the client problem the client's perceived problem and what you deem to be the problem as well. Yeah. It is really important. Like that example you just used is great in that, like you might see someone with a shit squat. They probably don't give a fuck. Well, they don't walk in the gym that day and go, you know what? I'm going to be better at squatting. Unless that's your market. Like my guys ask that question. Yeah. But Janet, who wants to lose 20 kilos doesn't give a fuck if her squat looks perfect. Yeah. She needs help with a lot of other shit before that stuff matters. Yeah. Needs to see whatever you guys are offering is going to help her lose 20 kilos. Yeah. So when she goes to exchange her money for that, she's like, yep, yeah, cool. I can see that this is going to help me lose my 20 kilos. Yeah. She struggles with self-belief and with structure and sticking to a plan and finding something that's sustainable. It's information, and- support, guidance. All of that stuff. That's it's nothing to do with like your biomechanic knowledge. You still need that because you need to be able to get her to move effectively in the gym. Yeah. But you can't spend all of your time there. Yeah. You also need to know how to communicate, how to empathize, and how to get inside their head to help them reach or overcome whatever's stopping them. Yeah. Because let's be honest, like there's almost not a problem in the gym and this is doing away with my own job that you couldn't go solve just by looking it up online. If you want to improve your squat, you could probably find a YouTube video that will help you improve your squat. Yeah. But it's the relationship. It's the trust. It's the personal touch and the coaching. It's the coat. Yeah. The coaching. 
that actually gets that person to execute it and believe in it and have buy-in and complete it and then look around in four weeks time and have better progress than if they had have just watched the YouTube video because you solve the problem, they'll pay you for it. Yep. That's how it works. People pay for coaching. You know what coaching is and you know how to do it. That separates you from the YouTube's apps, all of those things. Yep. All right, that's bang on an hour. So the other things, Ben, yes, that would make people make selling much easier is doing one of two of our programs because we're really, really fucking good at this shit. And I am so confident that if you're a new trainer or someone who's been doing this for a little bit and you're kind of struggling to get your business off its feet, that our 1K per week course would solve that issue for a lot of people, like setting things up from the ground up, learning how to work with people, learning how to communicate the language you need to use and, and how to sell a, the, the awesome product that you have. I know that that'll solve those solutions. And then for those people that are turning that 1K income over, want to get to like six figures plus, expand their business, work on their brand, you know, have people come to them and yeah. make this this sales process even easier. Actually have that, a business, not just work. I know the standout PT will solve that. Standout PT solves that because it's doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things like when we, when you said earlier, like, would you buy your own product? Fuck. I, I wish <laughs> if we could have had access to something like this. Well, we do our in our first two to three years. Like, yeah, we do our own course. Like yeah. we, we do standout PT. Like it's like, we know our, our method, our pain points, our this, like we have it all. Yeah. Like we do it. So if we do it and we've got other people doing it we know it works yeah yeah awesome so if you're interested in that uh it's stcfitlearning.com you can find both the your first 1k week program on there and you can also find the standout pt program on there all the most of the information is on there just enter your details and, and we can jump on and have a chat about your specific business and just make sure that yeah we can definitely solve the problems that you have yeah. Um, at STC fit underscore learning on Instagram at Ben Scott STC at Jason Galea underscore STC for us on the Instagrams. I feel like we, that's it. Oh, that's so it. Uh, I'll put it on here because it's won't, this will come out on Friday. So we're actually looking for a coach at the moment um, yep. for our body confidence method online personal training via STC fit. So if you are interested, go to at STC fit on Instagram, shoot us a message and just say, Hey, interested in the online coaching position. Uh, we'll send you out some info and an application. Uh, we're going to close the applications for that on the 12th. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in working with us, um, then definitely, yeah, get in touch. Yeah. Send your applications through. Mm. all right guys thank you very much for another week we'll see you in a fortnight see you next time guys bye